Welcome to a Wednesday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, but it might be you with me, la la la, let me explain. Wednesday is Agony Aunt Day, the day when we tackle everyone else's problems and hopefully help them to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Here is our first Wednesday question. Hi, Lala. I'm 37 and I'm still single. I broke up with my ex about a year and a half ago and since then have been on this incredible journey of self-healing and self-discovery. I can't help but feel that I'm failing at love. I'm still single. All my friends are younger than me and are in long committed relationships and I can't help but feel that something is wrong with me. Even though I know this isn't true, I can't shake the feeling that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is something please help. What is it that you think is wrong with you? Because it would be so interesting to know what that was. Because if it's anything to do with looks, your physical appearance, then that actually just has to be thrown out the window. If it's something to do with your personality, then really only you will know that. Like, are you repeating patterns have you identified something actually quite shit within yourself you know because we all have that like pmdd makes me have some really shitty character traits which i probably always denied but now admit and accept that they are the things that i need to work on so do you have something like that are you repeating negative patterns are people like people that you're dating are they disappearing at the same time every single time It sounds like you've really explored yourself and actually there really isn't anything wrong with you. And it is healthy to think, well, if it's not them, maybe it is me. And to work on those things that we identify that maybe we do need to work on. And of course, therapy is really helpful for this. For me, it was, sometimes is still, my limerence that puts people off. Limerence is one of the biggest ways in which I am failing in my love life or that I have created my own failures it puts people off and working on shit like that can make a really big difference but I doubt that there is something so catastrophically flawed with you that is stopping you here you do not have to be an unflawed person to find love I haven't been in a long-term committed relationship for years and do you think there is something wrong with me does that is that what you think because I say I haven't found anyone that I want to settle with for however many years, do you then suddenly go, fucking hell, something deeply wrong with her? Is that how you judge me? Because I haven't managed to find anyone who I want to love in this length of time. I would hope that you don't think of me in a negative way because the reason I'm not in a relationship and haven't been in one is not because I'm deeply flawed. It's because I now understand that for a relationship to work, you have to be truly compatible. And I also understand that there aren't that many people out there in the world who we are soul-tied, absolutely 100% compatible with. And there's nobody who's perfect for you, but, you know, compatibility in the sense that you could live together and you can work together in a relationship. I never understood that before. I never understood that actually you really did need that compatibility. And it was really easy for me to get into relationships back then. I just, all I needed was that I fancied them and they fancied me and that we kind of had some things in common, you know? My journey of self-healing and self-discovery made me realise that I don't need a relationship. 
I want one and I have thrived outside of one. So I don't have to sacrifice or settle or make allowances for things just so that I can say I have a partner. I'd rather just not be in the relationship. Do you look at all single people and wonder what's wrong with them? Do you see being in a relationship as the be-all and end-all or the eventual prize? What makes you feel that way? Because I think it'd be really good for you to re-explore your relationship with being single. And a really good book to read is All About Love by Bell Hooks. Because she talks all about the different types of love and how we can generate and manifest love for ourselves through community and family and friendship and helping out others. Romantic love has been sold to us as the absolute pinnacle. But as long as you've got love in your life, then actually that really is all that matters. It doesn't have to be coming from a boyfriend or a girlfriend. There is clearly nothing wrong with you because you've managed to sustain long-term committed friendships. The same personality traits that we bring to friendships are the same ones that we bring to relationships. Back in the day, I used to date in this way that made me feel like everyone who I went on a date with was just inevitably going to become my boyfriend based on me fancying him. And I would pretty much get into relationships with anyone who I happened to go on a date with who I fancied. The physical attraction came first and then we just sort of meshed together despite our massive differences in personalities. But how could I have possibly thought that I was going to be a relationship match for pretty much every man that I met? It's just not possible. So I now realise that it's really rare to meet somebody who you are super compatible with. So if you haven't met anyone in this time, that's normal. Stands to reason. You only split up with your partner a year and a half ago. And in that time, you've clearly had some space, done your healing journey. I don't know how long you've been attempting to date so far, but it can't have been that long. Like, even if we imagine that it's just been a year, you know, you took six months out of the relationship, you've been dating for a year. Being single for a year is so normal and probably really good for you after a long-term relationship. If you had suddenly met somebody in the last 18 months who you were completely compatible with, it would actually be quite surprising, though it can and does happen. But I think it's really important for you to destigmatize being single, to get really comfortable with being single and to enjoy it so much as your default position that you'd have to think very carefully before being willing to get into a relationship with somebody else. Choose love in whatever forms you can find it and you'll feel love everywhere and you won't be stressed about being single. And then all of a sudden, a man will pop up and it'll be all exciting and then he'll turn out to be married or ghost you. Because that's just how this fucking dating game works. I'm only joking. Probably won't, but might. But anyway, it's not you, it's them. And the next one says... Hi, Lala. My best friend, who's 20, has been seeing her boyfriend, who's 21, for two years now. They split up briefly six months ago because they have different visions of life, but got back together to make it work. They love each other and are both really good people. She came off of birth control months ago as she was having bad side effects and they've been having unprotected sex. She's been tracking her period and has decided that she trusts the flow app enough to have him come inside her. It's not like it was all his idea, she wanted him to do it as well. She even wrapped her legs around him and stopped him being able to pull out a few times. Obviously he's stupid for choosing not to wear a condom, but now she's pregnant and doesn't know what to do. He doesn't want to keep it at all. He said he'll support her if she keeps it, but he doesn't want this to be the way that he has his first child and he's not in the right place to raise a family right now. Neither of them have jobs or degrees and her plans to go to uni would be really impacted. They come from very different backgrounds. 
He wants to raise a child with enough money to give it the things he had as a child and she just wants it to be loved. Both of them are unemployed at the moment and will be relying on their parents. How do I convince her that it's not right to have the child right now? This is a really hard one because, I mean, my first instinct is to say you don't. But I can completely understand why you so desperately want to. Watching our friends make what feel like potentially catastrophic mistakes is so hard to sit back and do. You know, you want to intervene. You want to guide your friends and lead them to make sure that they're having the best life possible and making the best informed decisions. But you shouldn't, in this situation, focus on convincing her that it's not right to have this child. You can give her your opinion. And I do agree, your opinion is probably correct. 20 is very young and especially so if at 20 you haven't you know secured part of your career or done uni or the things that you wanted to achieve before you do settle down I'm not saying that at 20 she is incapable of raising a child but of course we all know that five or 10 years later would give her that opportunity to secure a career for herself so that she can have maternity leave, so that she can have earnings. So she's just got a little bit more experience in the world. You know, when you're 20 years old, you have literally spent 80% of your life being a child, you know, so that, that it is important to have an experience of adulthood before you then have to go on and raise a child yourself. But also in the same vein, 20-year-olds can and do successfully parent children. But it's obviously better if that happens in a planned way where they're both ready and they both want it and they have the means and the financial support and whatever to do it. So your concerns are valid. I think she is potentially opening herself up to a life that is a lot more restrictive and difficult than it ever would have been if she didn't go forward with this pregnancy and waited until they were both in a better, stable position. But the problem is that you going in there heavy-handed, like, I need to convince you not to do this. I can understand why, as the best friend, you really want to drum that information into her and save her before it's too late. But ultimately, you can only offer your opinion. You can tell her how hard you think it's going to be, but I wouldn't sit there trying to convince her. And I would only do that one time. I wouldn't even sit there trying to be like constantly drumming it into her that this is a terrible mistake that she's going to make. Unfortunately, if she makes that terrible mistake, then that's her life that's getting ruined. And actually the whole best friend thing, I'm assuming you're in your early 20s too, you don't want to lose your best friend. You don't want her to suddenly become a mum and your best friend's completely gone. I, I get the whole thing, but I don't think you can convince her to not have this child. I think it would be the right thing to convince her. I think that her, the fact that he's not really fully invested in this is, is a terrible sign. I think she is going to have a really hard time, but the best thing you can do is be there for her and support her and not be pissed off if she chooses what you think is the worst option. You know, if she's like, I'm going to do this, then fucking get on board with it and support her and love her and be the best, best friend that you can to your newly pregnant friend who's about to become a young mum, but who eventually will thrive and make it work. You know, as hard as it is, if she has this baby she will end up somehow making it work. It just means her life would be 10 times harder and the child's than it would have been if she had 
potentially waited till she was a bit more stable. But unfortunately, it's not your business. Just be her friend and let her make her own mistakes. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. And the third and final one for today says... Hi Lala, I've been speaking to a guy for the last two months had three dates in total, last Friday being one. On that date, he asked if I'd dated a guy who he was friends with. I had dated his friend, but thankfully I never slept with him. I only kissed him and had three mediocre dates that didn't go anywhere. This didn't seem to deter the guy who I was seeing as we ended up kissing and getting frisky on the couch. Nothing seemed off until he sends me a message today saying that he can't date me as he wouldn't be able to after I'd dated his friend. I mean, one minute we're planning a date and the next he's telling me he can't date me. This wouldn't bother me so much, but we got on so well and I felt like we had such chemistry, which he also agreed with. Please help me out. You know what? She sent me the text. She sent me a screenshot of their messages and this guy was so super keen, lovely, affectionate, warm, excited to see her all up until 1pm. So literally that morning, everything lovely, can't wait to see ya. And then there's the last message happens at 1pm and then he messages her again at 4pm and literally calls the whole thing off because of the fact that his friend also dated her and he just can't get over it. And she tells him in the messages that she's shocked and she explains that it really wasn't anything with the friend, no sex, no intimacy. And he's just like, yeah, I know, but I wouldn't be able to get over that, sorry. I, I, I couldn't believe it when I, I read the messages. And I would hazard a guess that this other bozo who you dated has claimed to have slept with you. I reckon he has told, can we just call them James and John? So, because it would make it a lot easier. James is the one that you dated before. John is the one who's just ended it now. I reckon James has told John a lie. I reckon he's been like, yeah, bang that bro. Like, you know, in between us style. Like, yeah, of course, of course we shagged. Or... Oh, what did I call it? I'm confused myself now. I don't know which one's James and which one's John. Maybe the original one, James, had more feelings for you than you realised, and it's bro code. Like, if a mate of mine were to go on a date with a guy that I recently quite liked, had three dates with, chatted about it in the group chat or whatever, I actually think I might feel a bit uncomfortable with that if, if, if a mate of mine decided to then date him. You know, like if I'd actually liked him. So there could be that going on in the background. And actually, if it's because James or whatever I named the original one had feelings for you, then this is acceptable for John to end it in this way. You know, it's acceptable for him to, to, to follow bro code and be like, no, nah, mate, I'm not going to step those boundaries. If he hasn't said anything other than the truth, like the original guy, so if he hasn't lied about having sex with you and there were no feelings at all, 
that your guy needs, you know, the new guy needs to protect, then your guy's ego, John, is fragile as fuck. And you had a really lucky escape. Because there's literally no other reason that he wouldn't be able to handle feeling like second fiddle to another man. You know what I mean? There is no other reason apart from the ego that would make him go, you went on three dates with my mate, you didn't even, nothing happened, but I still can't date you. It's fucking ego, I'm telling you. And I don't actually think there's much you can do. You just have to leave it. And maybe if he works through it and realises that he's being ego-led and reflects, then he might come back, you know? He might just sit there and go, actually, what I've done is really stupid, so let me contact her again. And if he does, review it at the time. But for now, I would move on. You don't need to block and delete, but you definitely need to move on. It's shitty, it's confusing, and you just don't need this. It's pathetic. So I do really do think you actually had a lucky escape because he sounds like a mega twat. That is enough for another Wednesday. Head to my page. We'll be talking about one of these. So get involved, offer your advice in comments, and I'll see you there. Anyway, love you. Bye. No, 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 let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.